Hey guys, welcome to the inaugural episode of Survival Dispatch News. And today we're talking about DEFCON levels around the world. Hey guys, today's video is sponsored by Versicary. Now, just to be clear, Versicary did not compensate us. They did not pay us to mention them or their products. They did, however, send us some really cool stuff, including this holster and belt combo, which is coming out in 2023. Yes, we get to see some things that aren't quite available yet, but it is coming soon. And I got to tell you, the entire Survival Dispatch team loves this Versicary stuff. It's worth noting that everything that Versicary makes is made right here in the good old US of A in their Texas plant. Make sure you check the description. We will have a link so you can check out all the Versicary products. All right, guys, so we're back at Volusia Top Gun. You might be able to hear some muffled gunshots in the background. Uh, it's not war back there, but we are kind of on that topic. Now, we have avoided discussing Ukraine because it's a highly politicized thing, and that's not where we're not about politics. We're all about prepping, survival, and things like that. And because this is the inaugural episode of Survival Dispatch News, I want to talk about that word, dispatch, because it, it actually, the, the word dispatch, one of the definitions is um, an official report on state or military affairs. Right. And today we're talking about DEFCON levels around the world. And that's a scary word, DEFCON. Sure is. Uh, what does that mean, by the way? What's, what does DEFCON mean? Oh, now you're throwing trick questions at me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you knew I was going to keep you on your toes. But I, I do know what it means. It's, it's the level of readiness of... Uh, uh, oh, I thought you wanted to know what nuclear devices actually stood for. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's coming on episode two. Uh, but no, the DEFCON levels around the world, what is going on with that? Um, well, currently here in the United States, we are at DEFCON level three, which is yellow. Uh, we have not been at that level since 9-11, uh, for example. I, I just want to break in here and say, I wonder how, how many of our viewers realize we are literally at DEFCON 3, and I've got to tell you, I'm a little embarrassed. I didn't even realize that. Before we go any further, what are, what are the levels, and where does 3 fall into those levels? Uh, so there's five levels. Uh, five is... I was hoping you'd say six or seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, five is the uh, you know, uh, least likelihood of having a nuclear fallout, nuclear war. Okay. Uh, then it goes to four. Currently, we're at three. Uh, DEFCON level three essentially means that our military is ready to spring into action with 15 minutes notice. Wow. Uh, DEFCON level two uh, it basically means that war is probably imminent. DEFCON one means that either we've already been hit with a nuclear strike or we're about to be hit with a nuclear strike. So DEFCON level three is pretty serious. Again, we had not been that high since 9-11. Uh, that is scary stuff. Um, why are we so high? Well, we're not at even the highest. So uh, Europe, Africa, uh, Indo-Pacific region are all at DEFCON level two. Uh, so they're in the red zone. And there's a number of reasons the DEFCON level is so high there and why it's rising here. Um, about a week ago, uh, Russia made a very large spectacle of loading a, a Yars ICBM missile into a silo. A is that what we're looking at on the screen? We'll, sure have to, we'll have to show them a screenshot of that. That's pretty scary looking stuff right there. We, our intelligence was not aware of its existence until 2019. We still don't know a whole lot on this particular ICBM. What we do know 
is uh, that in 2020, they did some tests from one end of Russia to the other, somewhere a little over 3,000 miles and hit its target and that it carries four war nuclear warheads. We do not know how many megatons each of those warheads are, what the size of those warheads are. Hmm. So, you know, Russia uh, made a spectacle of it, basically, you know, to kind of, you know, beat their chest and, and say back off with, with everything that's going on in Ukraine. In addition to that, uh, it looks like we're going to be deploying uh, Patriot defense missiles uh, in Ukraine so that they can, uh, you know, launch an attack on Russia. So that's another escalation. Wow. In addition to that, we have an uh, infantry group that's in uh, Estonia at a base there, uh, 20 kilometers from the Russian border, which is about 12 miles. So very, very close. Yep. And in addition to that, we're in the process of uh, deploying some uh, high mobility artery, artery, artillery, artillery. <laughs> rocket systems in Estonia. I know you're thinking well. about survival blood, all that stuff. <laughs> I know that's on your brain right now. Well, yeah. well so we're talking about nuclear devices. And I just feel like I need to ask you um, about those devices, what they're capable of, how they will affect us, and what can we do to prepare for stuff like that? So I, I'm by no means an expert on nuclear warfare. Um, what I can say is I can reiterate what Jason stated in a video last month, that we have no control over any of this stuff. There's there's nothing that we can do to either preclude this from happening. Let's, let's make a quick reference to that video so that folks can go back and watch that if they had. Okay. Tell, tell them about that video real quick. I Basically, uh, Jason's premise was is don't get twisted up in knots over things that you can't control. Yeah. Focus on the things that you can control, uh, you know, to make your life and your family's life better. Yeah, and you can, you can check that out. I hope everybody's already subscribed to the Survival Dispatch YouTube channel, but we're talking about you know, the, the effects, I know there's, you know, besides the obvious huge incinerating, you know, destructive explosion, there's radiation, there's fallout, there's, there's things that can affect people to, I don't know how far away from, I guess it depends on how big the device is. And, um, but anyway, I'll let you continue with your, with your thoughts. Well, there are multiple aspects to this, you know, so a nuclear blast is going to set off an EMP. So that's going to destroy a lot of uh, electronic equipment. Yeah, electromagnetic pulse. So these are things that can knock out. What what will it would it knock out? It could knock out our power grid. Ninety five percent of our power grid is not protected against EMPs. Um, Congress has been asked to approve funding for it multiple times over the years. They have not uh, approved that. Five billion dollars, which is a fraction of what we spend on other things, could make our entire electric grid. EMP proof, but that hasn't happened. So that's it, incredible. That seems like I know we're not trying to not get political here, but it's a drop in the bucket compared to what the government spends on frivolous things. That's that's incredible. Well, this is something that transcends both parties over decades. This is not something new that you know people have been asking for. Yeah. So you know, this is kind of a little bit off topic where we we're going, but um, Russia has approximately five thousand. Uh, nuclear missiles that detonate somewhere around 30,000 feet. Hmm. And so there's not a tremendous amount of fallout that affects uh, biological life. They're around the strength of the bombs that we dropped on Japan in World War II. So clearly we have much more powerful, you know, warheads now. But if they were to drop those over the continental U.S., 
they could take out our entire power grid, put us back in the stone ages. Lots of electronic devices um, would fail and would not, you know, restart. The electric grid included, it doesn't just go down during the EMP. It would be need to be completely rebuilt. So they could wow. potentially put us in the stone ages. As far as I know, we don't have any uh, nuclear warheads that are similar to that. Um, but right now, as far as the Ukraine situation is going on, and the fact that you know you've got the two biggest nuclear powers in the world uh, involved in this uh, conflict, which could escalate. Again, I, I defer back to Jason. Let's not get all twisted up in knots that over things we can't control. Yeah. But as we kind of progress with SDN Survival Dispatch News. We're going to start reporting on news, but we're going to take a slightly different tactic to other people. We're not going to be chicken little and say the sky is falling, spread a bunch of fear and whatnot. Yeah. But what we're going to attempt to do is take what's going on in the world and what you can do as a prepper so that you and your family can survive uh, you know, an SHTF event or stand the greatest chance of survival. In, in this particular case, uh, there's a number of things that we could do, but there's five that really stand out as far as actionable things that we can do okay. to protect ourselves and to protect our families. What do we got? Uh, first and foremost, stockpiling water, yep. which is always, you know, a good thing. And, you know, you can only live about three days without water. You can live a long time without food. Yeah. So water's priority number one. Okay. Priority number two would be food. Mm -hmm. Priority number three would be ammo. Although I give you a slightly different angle of this. Okay. I, I don't know that it makes a whole lot of sense to stockpile ammo to protect yourself against hordes of people because you're going to be overrun at some point in time. <laughs> but I do think it makes a lot of sense to stockpile ammo so that you can feed yourself and your family mm. uh, if and when that becomes a necessity. Okay. So, you know, ammo prices, they're still not the greatest, but they're better than they have been the past well, few years. A lot better than they were a year ago, yeah. Um, we still find some rounds are hard to find, but the common stuff, nine mil, five, five, six, pretty easy to come by 22 as well. Yep. So that's number three. Uh, number four would be a ham radio. You can buy ham radios for under $40 on Amazon. And so I can give you a, like a real world example. When hurricane Ian hit us a couple months back, mm -hmm. we lost internet and we lost uh, cell phone service yeah. in Ormond beach here on the North side of Daytona. Uh, we used our ham radios uh, to monitor the National Weather Service. So we knew that the eye was coming ashore in our area at 3 a.m. Hmm. We were also getting reports of tornadoes that were t touching down in our area. Okay. It was the only link that we had to the outside world okay. uh, during the height of Hurricane Ian. So even if you're not proficient, even if you don't go get your ham license all them sorts of things mm -hmm. it still gives you the opportunity to hear broadcasts you know national weather service emergency service those sort of things and number five uh, costs under forty dollars as well is to get some iodine 127 tablets we were talking about the, that before and you really educated me on this uh, whole topic of iodine why iodine what does it do and why is it important so uh, your thyroid has a, a, you know, thirst for iodine and your thyroid, of course, you know, is what's responsible to have your body kick up production of hormones. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it, you can think of the thyroid like a big uh, iodine sponge. Okay. okay. 
So there's iodine-127, which is perfectly safe, and that's what you would buy you know, off of Amazon. And there's iodine-131, which is uh, radioactive from a nuclear fallout. Mm. Your thyroid cannot make a distinction between those two types of iodine. So if you don't have a full tank of iodine, you will absorb that iodine-131. Oh. It has a half-life of seven days, which means 50% of it is still in your system seven days later. So it's not like you know an x-ray where you've got a quick flash yeah. of radioactivity. It's embedded pretty um, you know, deep into your system. So the concept behind taking iodine-127 tablets is that you keep your iodine tank at a full level. And therefore, as you're exposed to the iodine-131 from the nuclear fallout, your thyroid's like, yeah, I don't need any. I've got a full tank. Right. And so you stand a much better chance of not uh, you know, being exposed to radioactive or not absorbing radioactive iodine, which inevitably is going to lead to cancer and probably a pretty quick death. Wow. Very, very interesting. I didn't know that. I, I, I learned something from you every time. Every time we sit down and talk, I learned something from you. Let's back so up. <laughs> Let's back up just a little bit. And you've, you've, where can people find iodine? Uh, I mean, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, I think I saw one uh, this week. It was $36. Okay. And it was meant for a family of five to ten people. It's a pretty big family. Yep. Uh, but would be a two-week supply. Okay. Is that something you would find in some of these medical kits we've been reviewing? Have you found iodine in those? Or is that something you want to want to supplement with? The standard FAKs that we have seen, yeah. I have not seen it in there. I haven't either. But there are companies out there who do include it. Okay. Um, and there are companies like Mira Safety that sell all kinds of stuff. You know, right. the, yeah. the iodine tablets and hazmat suits yep. and, uh, you know, water purification we actually have one from another company we hadn't had a chance to look at it yet but okay kind of like the water purification bottle i'm glad you mentioned that because i really wanted to back up and hit all those five uh water food um ammo communications and and, and we already talked it's about iodine. iodine so we're we're back to number one water uh yeah water source do you have a water source do you live where there's a, maybe you're lucky and you live where there's a water source maybe you don't but that water source may not be a pure water source so then you have to look at items that can help you purify that water or make it drinkable and make it healthy to drink right and those items are stuff like life straws the purification systems what other stuff right we've actually reviewed some things I don't think a life straw is going to do you any good if you're in close proximity okay. where, where a nuclear you know, bomb has been okay. dropped. Uh, but there are water purification systems. We have one uh, right now that we haven't dove into okay. that is specifically uh, to purify water that's been exposed to a nuclear bomb. No kidding. Yeah. I look forward to that. Stand by, yeah. folks. That's coming. All right. <laughs> I want to be, I, hopefully, I can be involved in that one. I, I love to learn about this stuff. You know. So, okay, water. So, food. Let's talk about food. Being prepared. Well, I mean, you're going to eat the food, whether we have an SHTF event or not. So it's not like you're investing in something that may or may not happen or that you may or may not use. So it makes sense uh, to stockpile food. Yeah. You listen, if it doesn't matter where um, there's a nuclear event, it doesn't even matter if it's military. It, the, everybody's kind of on pins and needles right now. If a nuclear plant, for example had an explosion, was uh, targeted, uh, you know, specifically through war yeah. or a nuclear bombs drop, you can pretty much guarantee within 24 hours the, the shelves will be stripped clean of food and water. There will be nothing to be found. Yep. So 
those of us who have prepared diligently are going to stand a much uh, greater chance of surviving. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's something that I've kind of accidentally done myself at home being an animal person. Mm -hmm. I've stockpiled water for quite some time because I have a lot of animals, uh, for instance. And um, so, yeah, water, food, uh, ammo. Yeah, you better you better get it while you can, right? Because it's going to disappear if something if the something hits the it fan. Will. It will. Yeah, for sure. People panic buy, and you may think you may think you may have an oddball caliber, you know, and you may think ah they're they're not going to clean out the oddball stuff. You know, I shoot you like you are a ten millimeter fan. I'm going to call it oddball because most people are shooting nine five yeah. five six, the two most prolific available calibers out there. But guess what? Other guys are going to say, well, I've got 10 million, I won't buy that. Or I've got, you know, uh, 44 Magnum, or I've got whatever it is, 32 ACP little pea shooters. They're going to clean that ammo out. So, yes, I agree 100%, especially being a gun guy. And that, that's my that's my passion and it's been my, my life and, and uh, lifestyle for quite a long time. So, yes, buy that ammo, store that ammo, have it, have it ready. For survival, it may not be for self-defense. Maybe for hunting. It may for, for lots of purposes. It's more realistic. It, 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 it be absolutely is more food realistic. Yeah. Uh, communications, ham radios. This is something that's kind of new to me. I grew up with CB radios. You and I, I think, maybe had a discussion mm -hmm. about that. And uh, um, radios that can be, you know, run off of a external power source, off a of battery, or off of off of a, another type of power source. Ham radios. Where do you find a ham radio? Bad. You know, there's a bunch of Chinese radios on, on Amazon. I've actually yeah. seen them as cheap as $30. No kidding. Um, you don't need something spectacular just to be able to tune into the emergency weather service and yeah. whatnot. Um, it would just, it'd be in everybody's best interest to have some window of communication to the outside world. Yep. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be flying totally blind. Cool. And we talked about the iodine. You know, you can iodine uh, available uh, without prescription yeah. uh, to people. Uh, these are Some of these things, will Survival Dispatch offer some of these things when we get uh, e-commerce uh, powered up and running? Uh, I mean, we'll have a range of products when we delve in deeper into the e-commerce world. Yep. I can't say for sure what those products will be at well, this point in time. I'm definitely excited to see what comes down the pike. And as scary as it is, uh, you know, when we talk about these DEF CON levels around the world, it's really about, we don't want to scare you. We want, we want to, to help people. We want to make you think. It's mm -hmm. thought provoking. I find myself thinking, well, I need a little more of this. I need that. I need to prep, mm -hmm. prep for this. I need that. And those are five basic things you mentioned. Of course, there's other things sure that there. you can gather to prepare to, um, prepare for, uh, events, whatever the event is. It may not be as bad as a nuclear war uh i want to do the yeah. <laughs> say a little prayer when i say that but uh yeah that's what we're here for guys uh survival dispatch news want to dispatch that information to you let you know what's up not to scare you but just to give you some thought-provoking ideas and things to help you prepare for unforeseen things that might come down the pike so parting thoughts chris about today's news and what people should be thinking about at the conclusion of this uh, i mean Again, I, I'm going to defer back to Jason. Uh, yeah. Focus on the things that you can control, that we can control, uh, to protect yourself and your family. And yes, there's all kinds of other things we could do. We could get into Faraday bags and stockpiling fuel and so on and so forth. And those are all good things. Yep. Um, but I feel that if you look after those five things, you know, water and food, 
and AML have some communication, some iodine, you probably stand a 95 plus percent better chance of surviving than the majority of people. Yeah, cool. There you have it, guys. Survival Dispatch News, episode one, the inaugural episode. More episodes coming soon, probably real soon and probably pretty often. Make sure, guys, as you're watching, hit that uh, subscribe button, like, and share. And thanks again for watching. We'll see you next time.